Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. We, we had it all in random order, but I specifically chose the doggies first because it gets me excited, it gets me aroused, it gets me up and about because this could be a team that we see slowly push towards the eight. I don't know if they'll make the eight, but they're surely on the up after all their recruitments. But let's, let's go through it. <clears throat> There's a bunch of names. So what we did was is we got Maddie to look at like train and trial people as well because then, you know, during the year, some of these guys could come in and play really well, and you'll know. So they've got Brandon Clark, Isaac uh, Matarea Booth, apologies, Jordan Samrani. Was this written by a toddler or a grown person? <laughs> I think he wrote it with his foot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Were you scissoring while writing this? Uh, Sam Hughes, Joseph O'Neill, Jacob Preston, Iverson Matai. Now they're gains. They're gains. Viliami Kikau, Reed Marnie. Ryan Sutton, Andrew Davey, Frank, Franken Pele, which I'm really interested to see how he goes. Hayes Perham from the Eels. Let's talk about their gains first, boys. Who on that list excites you the most, Giro? Yeah, I think for me, Reid Marnie. Obviously, um, kick out, he's had the most success over the last few years, but I just think Reid's going to be so good for Matt Burton in particular. Uh, we spoke about it during the year. I personally think Reid Marnie has the best dummy half pass in the game by a country mile and just always having Matt Burton on the front foot, I think that's going to be massive for Parramatta. Uh, you've obviously got Jeremy Marshall King, did a tremendous job for them last year, but Reed, uh, he's just a class <coughs> above. Uh, we know how important spine players are, so Reed, he's probably the pick for me, mate. And when I think about, you know, the clean ball, they'll be getting down that left edge from Reed and then going Burton, kick out, Fox. Scary prospect. Oh, the kick out, Fox, Burton. <laughs> Timmy? Who's your standout there? Yeah, pretty hard to go past one of the most destructive back rollers in the game come to the club in uh, Ryan Sutton. Um, looking <laughs> forward to seeing how he'll, uh, how he'll impact the club. But, mate, it's really only kick out. And for that reason alone, we've spoken about it plenty, but that left edge, you just... 
it could become a, a you know <laughs> a Penrith left edge, obviously, but you know a South Sydney left edge, a Penrith left edge, a, a Parramatta Eels left edge. They are going to have so much fun together. Yep. Birdo could become one of the elite halves in the game this season. Really, Army kick out will do a hell of a job in helping out with that. Fox is coming off. I thought he was the best player in the World Cup. Uh, Aaron Shop's on the way out, so I don't know who will play centre for the next year, but mm. each and every week, like there are times where no matter how good a defensive unit is, this attack, this left edge at the Doggies have the potential to be untouchable on their day. Yeah. Uh, and I just can't wait to see it unfold. It will probably take a bit more time to gel than, than people hoping. It might not click from for round one or two or even round five, but once it does, uh, it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, that, that, that is just going to be crazy. And what's really interesting is that it doesn't re- – I mean, we've sp- spoken about it quite a bit, but Penrith go forward. The amount of times when they're under the pump and they go, shit, get the ball a little wide, get the ball to kick out, it almost is – that's the really interesting thing with Penrith is – is do they find that go forward again? Now, look, they've got Liam Martin there that's just gone to a whole new level. As in, I don't know if he'll be on that side, but they've got an edge that can do that. Um, and so the reason why I say, like, Penrith, I can't express enough how important that left edge for momentum was for Penrith. Every time they were under the pump, they'd hit Kikau on a short ball or just an offload, and that opened the game up. And so to bring Kikau across to the doggies especially with the doggies with you know we'll get into squads later uh, you know maybe next podcast or, the, or whatever but with the doggies their forward pack isn't it's it's solid it's solid but it's not like a big brutal holy shit that's going to absolutely tear mm. us apart and so that may relieve a lot of pressure with their go forward now as i said like luke thompson i think is fantastic and and their forward pack is not like jack hetherington if he can you know discipline uh, sorry not jack hetherington uh luke thompson if he can stay on the field injury-free or whatever, he's a great leader. But the pressure that Kikau is going to relieve on that edge there, every time Burton needs some quick play the balls, every time Burton needs spacing, he need, whatever he needs, he's going to get that from Kikau. And, and that's like something that you can look at the flashy plays from Kikau, the flicks out the back. And all, but that's something that I think is going to relieve a lot of pressure for the Doggies. And as much as they're not gains, they essentially didn't play much last season. Luke Thompson, <coughs> Raymond Vitale, Mariner. We'll talk about squads later, obviously, but... Just getting those guys back too. It's going to be a ferocious side. I'll tell you the other signing I really like, Andrew Davey. I don't think he's going to start on this side, but if you have an injury anywhere, you might lose a bit of upside, but fuck, he's such a solid player to bring yep. into your footy side. Like I remember th- this time last year, we were sitting here talking about how much of a big season Josh Schuster was going to have on the left edge for Manly. Andrew Davey came in, didn't put a foot wrong all year. Yeah, good line runner, really good yeah. line runner. Yeah. So are you thinking Kikau and uh, Fatal and Mariner? Because, I think so. Yeah, and look, that... that probably looks logical but I'd love to chat to a Desi Hasler or someone about Andrew Davey because he's one of these blokes who keeps getting picked ahead of like more noted more prolific NRL players and there's and you watch him play he always delivers he's yeah. one of the best line runners in the game a real unsung hero there's a lot to this bloke and mm. I just wonder maybe there is a starting spot there for him well you think back on the, a couple of years ago when he was at Parramatta like in my opinion he was on the left edge he was outplaying Sean Lane and Ryan Madison on mm. that edge well and truly. Then he had his ACL injury, went to Manly. So, yeah, there, there might be a spot for him in there. I, I think he's going to be one injury away, but I think he'll be on their bench anyway. Josh Schuster couldn't get a sniff this year at Manly yeah, because he was starting there. Wild. I think he's also a really good culture buyer. Yep. Um, really good off the field, set high standards, kind of been around the block. He's good for those fringies to say, like, yeah, we're, we're fringies, but we still need to set a standard here. Um, I want to talk quickly about Reed Marnie. I think he's so important. I think that... You know, we spoke about it ad nauseum, but 
you know, you look at the Pan- Penrith Panthers, what unlocked Nathan Cleary? Yes, his talent. Yes, an extra year of rugby league, all that kind of stuff. It was Appy Coruscant. How have Manly gone since they lost Appy? And I understand they had a young fella coming through. I understand all that. But Manly have really struggled. And Lockie Croker has, he's arguably one of the most improved players in regards to finding a new position. But when you talk about the cream of the crop of hookers, you bring Reed Marnie over, it's a grand final hooker. And, and it's because Appy and Penrith won so dominantly, I don't know if it gets enough credit. They've just signed a grand final hooker that's, a, what, 23, 24 years old? That's a big, big signing. Like, imagine if they signed a grand final seven that was 23, 24 years old. Imagine the hoopla. Like, it'd be, it would be yep. fucking everywhere. Everyone would be talking about it. And so, obviously, people are 100% talking about Reed Marnie. We all agree. He's like, but I just think that the crucial nature of Reed Marnie in that middle there, giving good ball, I also think it's going to really help Kyle Flanagan because Kyle Flanagan is such a structured half. He can rely on, okay, Reed's going to, I don't need to think about all that other stuff. Reed's going to get me where I need to go. I can do my job by just getting Burton what he needs. And all of a sudden, that rhythm... Because I, I felt like Jerry Marshall King was more of a running nine. And he did really well. One of the most improved players last year, in my opinion. And I think he's going to be good at uh, the Dolphins. But Marnie, he, he can run, but he's not really a running. He's, he's get through a bunch of good defence tackle tackling and give crazy good service. So I think it might really unlock their spine to a degree. It's going to be interesting what fullback is with him, though. Yeah, and that's where I just think that they need to make a decision last week. Who's going to be the 9-7-6-1? Give them the entire season to play together. Yeah. I, I don't want to go back. We spoke about it last year. They, they fucked around way too much with their spine. It picks itself now. Mm. Reed Marnie, does he play 80? Or do we bring on a beyond I, I, off the pine? I think, like... The game is so explosive and aggressive now that, like, I, I, here's a perfect example. And I know cheese. The cheese is like a very specific because he is so explosive and aggressive. But I thought like that was a huge tactical error in New Zealand versus Australia by leaving cheese on for that yep. period. And I think that the game is so fast now. Unless your name is Cam Smith, have a have someone on the bench ready to come on and just give him ten minutes, five either side of the half. I, I just would I'd be more focused at the Bulldogs. Like, are they going to play finals footy next year? Look, if we're being honest, probably not. If they do, happy to say, fuck our good. But what's the long term plan with Reed? Do you want him busted up in two three years, or do you want him fucking flying? So I'd probably I'd probably consider having someone ready to go. Is there is there any hooker you would play for eighty minutes now? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. I can Marnie will go eighty. Yeah. Um, I think he's shown he can do it. The fact that he's not. I wouldn't say he's not a, a running hooker because he, I think he's got a really good running game, but it's not something that he relies on. So Ooh. he can he's smart enough, like where Cheese just goes hammer and tong mm. and gasses himself. Marnie's game, like he'll sit around there and go, all right, I'm puffing out a bit. Let's just sit back for three or four sets and just dish balls, distribute, 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 uh, get his breath back. Yeah, he'll make his 45, 50 tackles a game, but I think uh, Marnie will be an 80-minute player. And... I don't want to say number one because I haven't thought through it enough, but I think he could be in like the most, the top three most unappreciated players in the NRL. Reed Marnie, in terms of, I think he just is such a complete package at a hooker. Um, do we have a rough idea of what he signed on? Because I don't know what it is, but I can't help but feel like whatever it is is going to be serious unders. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they haven't really released the number, but I'd probably say you probably land around the five six hundred. Like. If it is around that, mm. even six six fifty, I think bargain. Oh, absolutely! I think he's a gun too. So just looking at his last season, started the year off playing eighty, 
then they he dropped to 61, 67, then went uh, 80 again for like pretty much, what, 10 games in the middle, dropped again to 69, 75, 69, went back up to 80, dropped again 67, 74, um, and then in the grand final obviously played, he played 75. So definitely played more 80-minute games. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. What, what would you do, Guru? Uh, I, I do like him as an 80-minute nine, but I, I, I'm seeing this trend more and more that you're, they're not running with 80-minute nines. And you're right, you do want Reid to be the hooker for the next five, six, hopefully for the rest of his career. So I understand that perspective of it. It's a tough one. I mean, ho- hopefully Canterbury are in a position next year where every game is in a fucking battle for them. Mm. Hopefully there are games where they can maybe give mm. Reid a bit of a spell during games. Uh, I mean, mate, I, I keep looking at that ladder and looking at the bottom eight teams and go, fuck, they've all improved out of sight. They can't all get better. Yeah, yeah. And you look at the top eight. There's so many teams that I think underachieve: the Roosters, the Bunnies, the Raiders, like Melbourne. They've all. I think they'll all go up. So. Sharkies. <laughs> it's like it's like it's, as in Sharkies underachieved in the finals. Series. In the finals, yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy how much every single team has improved. Um, on sort of the Reed Marnie track, he's not on here because he's only a train and trial. Josh Reynolds obviously back there as well. Yeah. Now, if I'm thinking, if I've told Josh Reynolds you're on a train and trial, you might be here. I've given him a challenge. I think he's going to fucking explode during the preseason. Just give him like a fourteen, like a like. He, he could be a perfect little fourteen and a half. Just get him on there, get the grub on there, that fucking just. And, and even just being Canterbury, like he understands the DNA of the place. Mm. Anyone cutting corners or anything, they're going to get fucking sprayed by Josh Reynolds. I just think he's a perfect guy for them to bring in at the moment, and I'd be shocked if Phil Gould doesn't see that in him. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Reed. Um, you know, because he, you're right, he's proven eighty minute hooker, he can do it. I'm just, I don't know, like last year or two, I've just pulled a little bit away from the 80-minute hooker. It, like not that they can't play it, but I'm just so like the, the pace of the game and the size of these boys and the, the like the amount of injuries have gone skyrocketed. Um, well, at least in 2021, they skyrocketed, but it seems like the injuries are increasing more and more because they're getting bigger, faster, stronger. So I'm not against it by any means. Like yeah. playing 65 minutes, mm. I just I think they'll, they'll, they'll need play him there. And that's that's a point as well that Guru kind of brought up is like they're probably going to need him to play 80 because mm. like it's not like they're the eels that can go. Oh, you know what? Jump off, bro. We're all good. And here. And, and there's not a standout 14 at this stage. You mentioned maybe Josh Reynolds, maybe. Um, um, Bailey beyond Iodo. I think he's injured to start the season. Is he too, there? Actually, you go. Yeah. So I don't. There's no one on there that I'm looking at that is a 14 who can come on and play 20 at hookup with yep. them. Yeah. Be interesting. Be interesting. Mm. Um, now uh, the losses. I think Hayes Perry. Oh, I want to talk about Frank and Pelly. So you'd know more about him, Guru. But this man is a beast. Yeah. He's a fucking giant. So there's, there's two trains of thoughts I have with this guy. Yep. He could be anything. Why isn't he playing in a role yet? I don't know which one it is. Yeah, look, I think he is an absolute gun from what I've seen. He played for Newtown last year, and if you haven't seen some of the highlights going up, oh my um, god! I know people don't like comparisons, but it's Payne Haas esque. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would even argue he's probably done some things in reserve grade that we haven't seen Payne Haas do. Uh, mm. There's a clip of him making a break on about the forty meter line. He's he's got a two on one, and he just goes, "Fuck it, I'll just run around the fullback." Yeah, crazy. You just don't see it, and. You know, he's doing tremendous things. Every time I watch a Newtown game, he's killing and he's on fire. You look at the Cronulla Sharks, Fafita retired, Aiden Tolman retired. They've just lost two key forwards and they let this guy go. That's And I'm on the same 
thought process as you. I was sort of thinking, oh, he's just young. They're easing him into his work. To let him go to the Canterbury Bulldogs, I don't know, it makes me wonder if there is a little bit more to this story. Uh, but there's no doubt about it. You go and just watch him play. And if you were to bring him off the bench as like an impact guy to start, it would be tremendous. But I am getting more and more nervous about why the Cronulla Sharks, who are a fantastic club, have decided to just let this guy waltz out the door when he is in my opinion, their best forward in reserve grade. And played at zero games last year. Mm. Yeah, it's strange. And I mean, he's he's been spoken about for the last two pre-seasons on the trot. He's incredible. Like, if if he reaches, not even potential, if he just bees who he can be, he is amazing. Like, yep. he really should be playing NRL and he should be one of the next young big superstars. And, you know, he's still what? He's still, how old is he? He's still relatively, he's 21. So, like, it's we're not sitting here going oh, you know, fuck, he's got a terrible attitude and that's what he's... It's more along the lines of this kid is so good that why would the... The shark should have been throwing the kitchen sink at him. Timmy, have you had any look at the uh, Franklin Pelly at all? Yeah, as I said, to the eye, he looks unbelievable. Mm. And you just... You boys have touched on it, but why? Why has he not played yet? There's always something. Basically, whenever a player looks too good to be true and they can't get a start in the NRL... Don't blame the club and say, why aren't you playing this bloke? Because there's always something, mm. whether it's attitude, whether it's fitness, whether it's a lazy effort in regular lazy efforts in D or something. I mean, not saying that's the case with Pele, but there's mm. always something. It's the one um, that they don't always... Just, they don't just go, you don't get to play first grade. Uh, and the there's one that always comes to mind for me is uh, Greg Marzu, who, you know, still could be anything in the NRL and has the potential to be one of the best wingers in the game. Ball running is yeah. crazy. But, but for years when he was at Parramatta playing for Wentworth Field and then even at the Titans and he just couldn't get a start and people were going, why aren't they picking this bloke? Well, there's defensive deficiencies in his game and mm. um, it's just one tiny example, but there's always something that you just need to sit back and go, these coaches aren't stupid. Yeah. So what is it with Pele? Um, did, did he sign earlier on in the year uh, with the Dogs and for that reason they just thought they'd give other players an opportunity? I, I don't know when he, when he signed on, but... Just give you an indication, he played 20 games in reserve grade last year as a front rower. He never played more than 42 minutes. 11 tries, 70 tackle breaks. Uh, per game, he averaged eight hit-ups, but he was averaging 100 metres per game. So tackling more at 96%. 10. So just, there isn't a red flag yeah. in his football. Is it maybe his motor? Potentially. Because he hasn't played more than 40 minutes in any of those games. So. And also, he's a, it says he's 190 centimetres, 132 kilos. Surely not. But he doesn't look... Yeah, I, I, I'm calling Porky's on that. I don't think he's 130. He doesn't look 130. Does, does not look... I say he looks around 118 kilos-ish. Yeah. That's, he doesn't look unfit, put it this way. You don't look at him and go, oh, fuck, he, you know, obviously anyone can lose more weight or whatever. But when I when I see him play, I, I see, just like you said, I see Payne Haas. Like, yeah. I see Payne Haas. Mm. Um, what do you got there, Matty? I was thinking as well, like, Payne Haas is a rare example of that front roller that comes in at 18 and kills it. Like, it's usually see, like, the teenage backs or even halves come in, but it's kind of rare to see, like, a front rower come in and really, like, play consistently that early. So that could have something that, to do with it as well. That's what's so interesting about Pelé is he is playing consistently. He's playing fucking great in reserve grade. Um, and he did debut in 2021. So it's it, – and, and I think it's, it's more along the lines of, like, shouldn't have Sharks been – now, maybe the doggies just offered him – you know what? It could be really just all about money. That it could because you think about they lost Paul Vaughan and we were all sitting there going, I thought Vaughan was pretty good. Like 
last year for the doggies. I thought when you look at the front row for uh, the doggies, you know, who, who is that big bopper that's going to get them other than obviously Luke Thompson? They don't, do they really have a big bopper like really? that? You obviously got so maybe Maxie it was a money. King, Thompson. Mm. But yeah, you don't have that big explosive body to come mm. off the bench. And that's what I look at him. He'd be absolutely perfect for. But I also think he would have been perfect for Cronulla at any point mm. in that role as well. So Especially as even... He, sorry, Guru. No, you go, mate. Yeah. I was going to say, even jumping in, he, even if it is fitness an issue in that, how many front rolls do we see, see play off the bench in one 20-minute stint? Mm. And you can insti- how often do we see a player not get used off the bench in the NRL these days during a game. So there is a room for a 20-minute explosive front rower or, mm. you know, two stints of 15 minutes. So you'd think like you could get through that much. It might be a case of, you know, we see it time and time again, just at some environments, it just doesn't seem to work. And then, boom, they just explode in another one. I mean, Isaiah Papali is one. I mean, I just had uh, Tokiaho on the podcast. He was at the Warriors. He couldn't even get a contract. Um, it, like, it was the only club that wanted him was the Roosters. And they just won the comp, so that he was like, fuck, all right, sweet. He said, anyway, tune in for the podcast Friday. It's <laughs> that's the only thing that worries me with this situation is that, you know, traditionally the Newtown Jets, if you go and watch their team that won the comp about three years ago, it's the Cronulla Sharks forward pack now. Mm. So many of them progressed through their go. You know, you got your Sifatalakites, your Rudolphs, your Williams, all these sort of guys that came through that system. Like, it's not like it's a, it's a pathway that you don't – you see it all the time at Cronulla. Yeah. So that's – he looks so talented, but obviously we don't spend Monday to Friday with him. We're not there in the training sessions, recoveries, whatever it is. So I do wonder if there's a bit more to this story. Or maybe it's it's a case of, you know, the club not handling him correctly. Yep. You know, so there's plenty of times where certain players need to be handled differently. Me me for one of them. Like I, I was a soccer player coming into rugby league. So that's why Wayne Bennett was so good for me because he understood that I needed to be a perfect example of this is we're heading into finals footy. And I've told this on the podcast before, but we're heading into finals footy. And we had this massive talk in the team, um, the video session, like fucking, like all the usual stuff, fucking dominate these fucking dogs, like all that stuff. We're going to fucking go, all that. Get super aggressive. We are not going to let our foot off the throat. Super aggressive chat. Anyway, as we're walking out, me and Darius, he goes, oh, can I please see you guys just um, in the video room, like the, the second video room where we watch our tape or whatever. Pulls us in and he goes, listen, I know I just gave a big sp- speech about, you know, being aggressive and being dominant and rah-rah. Um, he said, look, I understand you guys aren't those kind of players. You aren't those kind of players. So you're not going to obviously respond to that. But you're both extremely passionate. And he said, I want you to use the passion instead of aggression. And, like, hearing that, mm. you go, fuck, this bloke understands me. Like, he gets, he gets it. And he also understands, like, you know, was Darius a super aggressive player? Like, no, he wasn't. Um, and so sometimes there's coaches that don't know that. They're just, you know, there's, I've had coaches that want every, every outside back to be 96 kilos and a hit-up merchant. And you're like, bro, I'm not that. Like, your brother probably would have experienced it too. Like, oh. I want you to be 95 kilos. And he's like, well, if I'm 95 kilos, I've got no footwork. I'm unfit. I'm slow. Game's ruined. Game's ruined. And so... He wished he was 96 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, there, there could be a case where Pelé just... The, the vibe just didn't fit each other, you know? So it may, it, it may be something deficiency in his game it may be a deficiency with with Cronulla or, or whatever or not even a deficiency just they just didn't you can't handle everything right it's yep. a big squad um but I'm really interested in that signing imagine if he comes to the club and fulfills his potential how much that changes their forward pack 100% and worst case scenario it all goes to shit what do you lose he's not on a no. huge deal yeah 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all for them signing him and giving him a shot because the potential is fucking huge. And I Craziness. hope that he can achieve uh, everything he possibly can in our game because it'll be, God, it'll be exciting. It'll, it'll change their whole team. And, yet, you know, you think about the Bulldogs and their DNA, the dogs of war. Mm. Motherfucker like him coming off the bench. Oh, bruh. That's Canterbury to a T. Because, like, that's the one thing I think when I watched, like, a Luke Thompson, I, I was like, he needs some backup. Yep. Like, and then you had Hetherington there, but obviously he was suspended quite a bit. Vaughn, he came in, did his job, but he wasn't the explosive guy. And you watch Luke Thompson each week when he plays, and you're like, oh, fuck, he just needs a partner with him to go. For example, you look at uh, the Eels, you've got Paolo, RCG. They're in tandem. They're yeah. fucking Bash brothers just going, Leota, Fisher-Harris, they're partners. And so if they could get a partnership, Luke Thompson and Pele going, fucking that'll change a lot, a lot. Um, now, losses. Hetherington, Jeremy Marshall-King, Paul Vaughan, Dufty, Stimson, Josh Jackson, Aaron Shoup, uh, Abba, Samia Fung- uh, I fuck, honestly. See a <laughs> See a Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I've honestly so bad. Um, <laughs> it's back, boys. The podcast, it is back. It is back. Consistency is key. But the thing is, you know what's weird with me is like, so I, I read a lot. I'm really good at reading. Mm. But saying it out loud for me is really bad. It's actually because I have a hearing problem. But anyway, we won't get into that trauma from when I was a kid. I can't, I, I can't hear as well in my right ear, which is a good thing because I've got this cunt beside me. Uh, <laughs> drive by there. It's about to give you a bit of sympathy. Fuck yourself now. Obviously, really interesting loss in my opinion. Is uh, well, two, two. Josh Jackson culturally, Aaron Shop didn't that come out of absolutely nowhere? Thoughts on this one, Gurino? Yeah, insane. It came out of nowhere, but didn't it make a little bit more sense three weeks later mm. when um, Zeri obviously signed there? Yeah, I mean, I think Aaron Shop is he's, he's tremendous player. I, I I do think he's a big loss, but. I mean, for him to lock up, I think it was a four-year deal for the Gold Coast Titans. At Crazy. His age. And I, you know, I saw people say that Phil Gould's full of shit or whatever. Like, I, I saw his tweet where he genuinely said, fuck, Aaron got a tremendous deal. Mm. Uh, and I, I genuinely think that that was sort of um, Phil Gould's thinking. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back in Canterbury in a few years' time, okay. Aaron Schott. Uh But I genuinely just think he got a good deal. The Bulldogs know that they've got like, – they've also got young guys coming through. you got – Alamotti coming through. Um, another kid they signed last year who most people wouldn't have seen is uh, Jarrell Skelton. He absolutely killed it in reserve grade. So I think they will be okay without Aaron Shop. And then when Bronson arrives next year, I think they'll be good as gold. The Bronson one's really interesting, isn't it? Very it's, it's, interesting. It's not on this list because Matt's bad at his job. But, um, <laughs> 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 but you're right. You know, As soon as that dropped, you're like, oh, okay. Timmy, what do you reckon about the Aaron Shop situation? Yeah, shocked when it came out. Pretty disappointed to hear just because I loved what he was building at the doggies there. We touched on it a month or so back on one of the World Cup podcasts, but I mean, we'll probably get to, we'll get to the Titans later on what he's going to do up there, won't we? Um, so leaving the dogs, I thought he just could have been that perfect hard line running centre for the dogs on the left. Just like I said, Tungo did at Penrith for kick out, for kick out a sweep out the back and just drawing those numbers. He was the best for it. He's a wonderful edge defensive player. Um, but I believe every word about what Gus has said with it, the release. He's a player with so much upside in both attack and defence that 
he would probably, he probably did get a really good offer up from the Titans. The dog said, we can't match it. We've just signed Billy Army Kickout, Reed Martin in fourth down. And he goes, we can't afford to pay you the extra 250k that the Titans might be doing, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I, I'm really disappointed to see him go, but yeah, I think it's a wonderful signing for the Titans. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting one because sometimes, and I don't, I'm not saying this will happen, but sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone. And so, like, you can sign a guy like Bonson Sherry who has all this talent. And we know, you know, he's lightning fast and, you know, we've seen what he can do. But there's something to be said about a really good, solid defensive centre. Cool. And sometimes you can get dazzled by the stars a bit and be like, you know, let's get this young star in and he's going to put meaties. He's also going to be on like a minimum contract because he's coming back. So that would have played a big part. I think, I think what happened with this situation was Aaron Shop has had a great two years. And also defensively, you go back and watch his, this last 2022 season, any center, Katoni Staggs, all the big dogs that throw people for fucking four, three, four meters, he did, a, he did a job on them. Now, did he dominate as in like just play, outplay them? At least defensively, I didn't see a time where he was outplayed defensively. Yeah, every time he came up against a quality center, he locked them up. He locked them up. Yeah. So and and a, a gun attacking center, who's you know okay at best in defence but has their deficiencies, because they they've got that dazzling footwork or the dazzling fend. There's a club who'll see it and go, we can turn him into a gun defensive center, mm. uh, and we'll pay him four five hundred k. Yeah, someone like Tom Opacic or Aaron Shop, who's a rock solid defender, who in my eyes, every time they save a try with an amazing tackle on, because Tony Staggs or. Mike Acevo, one-on-one on the line, that's them scoring one. Yeah. It's the same impact. For sure. But as you mentioned, Kempi, they don't get the money and they never will, and you've got them on 150 or 200K. I'm taking that every day of the week, that rock-solid defend, defender at centre, mm. and then you fork out that, splash out that extra 250K elsewhere across your roster. Absolutely. So, so great. Such a good signing for them. Yeah, it's, it's a great signing for Titans. Um, it's, it's an interesting – it's going to be really interesting to see – because it's a gamble. Like the, the dogs getting rid of a young, good centre that's been their shining light, especially in their outside backs. Right. I, I, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Will they go, you know what? We knew we had a good centre rather than hoping that some young guys come through and kill it. Uh, but I will say, logically, you can see why they made the choice. They've got Alamotti. They've got uh, the other guy you just mentioned, Skelton. Yeah, Skelton. Like, then, uh, like Hayes Perham's there. Um, who, the kid that debuted last year too, um, Declan Casey. Uh, and I mean, if, Casey. And I mean, if they do sign a fullback in the next twelve months, all of a sudden you've got uh, Avrilo that can jump in there as well. Yeah. So. so it's not. It's not like a. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It, it may turn out that shoot shot was like the best or whatever, but it's not a bad decision. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like this. You're sitting there going, I, I hate to put the boot in, but like you, you see Mitchell Moses, uh, Mitch Pierce leave the Knights and you're going, 
uh, where's the next guy that's supposed yeah. to be there? Whereas with the Bulldogs, you can go, oh, I understand it. Olamide is literally one of the best young players in the country. Skelton, Case, Declan Casey, you got, uh, and then you've got Sherry Cummings. So it, it absolutely does make sense. And, you know, I'm happy for Shop in regards to four-year deal for a, essentially like rookie-ish outside back, unheard of. You don't, you don't get those kind of deals unless you're a superstar that every club is chasing. Now, there would have been a few clubs chasing. So, obviously, yeah, Shop, going to be interesting to see how that goes. Jerry Marshall King, I think he's a loss in regards to it was such a good story of how he had gone. Mm. Um, but, you know, obviously, Reed Marnie coming in. Josh Jackson, I think uh, he'll be a loss just in the changing room, even though he's going to still be there. But there's something to be said about a bloke running, running out with you, running onto the field with the jersey. But outside of that, when we're talking about winners or losers, the Dogs are winners this year massively in the transfer market. Yeah, for sure. And look, as I said before, there's so many teams that have improved that are at the bottom of the ladder, but I think that this team is probably the one that's improved the most. And um, where, where, where they finished last year, what were they, 10th, 11th around that mark? 12th. Yeah, if, I could, if they fall below 12th, that would be pretty disappointing. Oh, if they go backwards, that's a disaster. Yeah. But, mate, I look at the teams below them that have improved as well. Yeah. Like, like, Canterbury could improve out of sight and finish 11th. Mm. They really could. Yeah. Like I, I was mm. saying to Matty the other day, I reckon there's going to be a couple of teams that are going to really improve and could go down the ladder. Yeah. It's the good thing is, is the comp, you know, obviously Penrith are fucking way out in front when it comes to... But outside of that, it's... it's it, it may be the most even comp we've seen at least in three or four years. I know we say it every year, and uh, yeah, maybe we do, maybe we don't. I genuinely think this... Mate, you try and build a fucking top eight. Mm. We were saying to Matt, we saying to Matt the other day, what's harder, working out who's going to drop out of the op- top eight or who's mm. going to go into it? Yeah, it's true. Because, like, remember two years ago when the rules, new rules came in, there was, like, three good teams. Yep. Everyone else got pumped constantly. Whereas now we're in a situation where, you know, the Sharks, the Cowboys, the Broncos obviously... You know, la into the season was fucking still recovering. It's too soon. <laughs> anyway, um, but they could make the eight. You know, they could make the eight. Um, anyway, let's get on to any other players that with the losses or that you wanted to ch- quickly chat about. No, I think that uh, just about covers it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 